Let's join our hearts in prayer. God, leave us not the same. However it is, it was when we came in this morning. As we go out, let us not be the same. Let us be so filled with, with confidence in You and thankfulness in You and joy become, because of You that we might go out into the world with hearts steadfast in, in You, eager and able to be a blessing, a, a godly change agent to many. So come, God, visit with us in Your Word and change us. We pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Change, things change, everything changes. Do you like change? Not everybody likes change. Some people want things to be just as they always were. Don't change a thing. And then there are other people that like a lot of change. They never want something the same. They always want something new, something different, something changed. Change, change. A change is a good thing. Without change, you know what the absence of change is? The absence of change is death, <laughs> right? You know, things are always changing in our body. The, the oxygen is coming in, carbon dioxide going out, the blood's coursing through, changing, all kinds of changes within our bodies. Uh, change is important in life. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth and He sent Adam and Eve out into the world, He sent them out as change agents. He said, go, go out and rule over the earth and subdue it. What He was saying is, go out and take the natural resources and make stuff out of it. Change things. Make an impact. Change. There's a lot of change that goes on around us. Uh, a lot of changes coming now for our congregation as we throw in with the folks from uh, Christ Lutheran Church. It's going to become one congregation in two locations. Christ Campus downtown, Meridian Campus here. Who knows what changes that might bring? Change. It's all around us in the world, in our bodies, in our lives, in the church. And yet in the midst of all of the change, constancy is important. Like math. You know, for all the things that change in the world, and maybe in the mathematical world, scientific world, at some point, 2 plus 2 still equals 4. That hasn't changed. That won't change. We want to think today in the midst of the change around us about being a people that's nailed in place. That there is a a constancy about us in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, today we're observing Reformation Sunday. Do you know this? Tomorrow is the 499th anniversary of the beginning of the Reformation. A year from now, we're going to have a big worship celebration across the state at the Breslin Center. Look forward to that. But it was on, on October 31, 1517, 
that Martin Luther helped to nail the church in place. Here's a little picture of Luther nailing the 95 theses on the church door at Wittenberg. Might not have happened just like that. You know, it was really a, kind of the community bulletin board, and he was calling uh, the religious leaders to a debate to talk about what goes on and, and to make sure that the church stays with the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we're saved by his grace through faith, not because of works. Uh, the church had been drifting, and he was calling back to put it in place. And you might say that a nail kept the church church in place and enabled it then to change the world. The Reformation movement, Luther wasn't the only one involved in it, he wasn't even the first one involved in it, but the, the Reformation movement went out into the world and changed the world, changed the lives of many. And so we want to think today about following in that legacy that we too would be a people that's nailed in place in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, change is like money. It's not bad by nature. Worship is the problem. Uh, change is like money. You know, money's an okay thing. The Bible doesn't say money's a bad thing. What it says is that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And the same with change. Change in and of itself is not a bad thing. But if we begin to worship change, and start to chase change and, and, and say that, well, anything that's old is, is bad, anything that's old or dated is, is of no use, and, and we can only do what's new, we can only do what's now, that's when change becomes a problem. Or maybe we'd say change, is like, change can become like cancer. Uncontrolled change eats away at life itself. Right? You know what cancer is, don't you? Cancer is is cell growth. Cell growth, growth is a good thing. We need cell growth in our bodies to be alive, but if it gets out of control, that's when you have cancer. And that begins to eat away at our life. And so change, in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. But if it gets out of control, you know, the change in technology, the change in morality, uh, the change of, of things around the world, it's when it gets out of control, they say, uh, change now is happening exponentially. The things that were just aren't. Everyone feels outdated. Everyone feels outmoded. And it can begin to eat away at our lives. In the midst of the change around us, we focus today on the constancy of the gospel. Uh, here's what Paul wrote. This is from Romans chapter 3. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That doesn't change. That was true. That is true. That will be true. This is the human condition. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter if you speak English or Sudanese or Cantonese. This is true. It doesn't matter if you're from this culture, that culture, or some other culture. It doesn't matter if you're a boomer, if you're a buster. It doesn't matter if you're a millennial. It doesn't matter if you're a hipster. You know, this is the human condition. It's not going to change. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And nor has this changed, that the rescue and the salvation comes in Jesus Christ. It says, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. Talk about being nailed in place. The gospel indeed has been nailed in place. The nails went into Jesus' hands and in His feet, and He poured out His blood. And it was the solution for the sin problem. It is the solution for the sin problem. It will be the solution for the sin problem 
Jesus Christ came to save sinners and washes us, cleanses us. And in Him and through Him, we're safe. And when we have faith in Christ Jesus, when we know the love that the Father has for us, when our hearts are fixed on that, that'll change everything. Jesus calls us today to remain in Him. He said to some of the Jews who had believed in him, he said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want to think through some of those words. He said, if you abide, abide. Jesus had been preaching and teaching and some of the Jews had come to believe in him. He had said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And the Pharisees were asking, well, who, who says and how can you claim that? And Jesus was speaking about his own authority and then he was speaking about the authority of the Heavenly Father and convincing some of them to believe on him. And in fact, some of them came to believe on Jesus. And he called on them to abide in that. He said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want you to think this morning about abiding in God. Abiding, that means to hang out. It sounds a lot like abode, doesn't it? You abide in an abode. <laughs> you hang out in a, in a house, in a location, in an abode. Jesus invites us to hang out in Him. For all of the things that are going around us, all of the changes, but, but to stay in Him, abide. It's like he said in, in John chapter 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, it's the same word, it's this abide word, it's this abode word. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you to see this morning that this, is, this word doesn't mean not to keep going. You know, to, to keep going in Jesus, that's what the word disciple means. But here there, there's no sense of movement, there's a sense of, of, of abiding. Of, it's like, I, I looked this word up, they said this is an old word, I didn't think of this as an old word. To abide is even to tarry. I guess that's an old word, to tarry. Yeah, nice word. All of the things are changing, moving around us. Jesus invites us to tarry, to hang out with Him. And more than that, He invites us to hang out, to tarry in His Word. He said, if you abide in My Word. Now, when He says Word, He doesn't say words. There's no S on this. It's not plural, it's singular. And what He means by that is His message. The message is Jesus' Word. The message is that this is true God who's come down from above as true man. And that he has lived on our behalf, that he has died on our behalf, that he pours out his blood on our behalf, the propitiation for us, and he rises again on the third day and he gives life and salvation to all who call on his name. This is the message that he calls us to abide in, to put our hope, our confidence, to have our peace in. His message, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Whoever lives and believes in me will never die. His message, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. 
His message, I'm the light of the world. His message, I'm the living water. His message, I'm the bread of life. His message, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's where he wants us to live. That's where he wants us uh, to tarry. And, and it's called the eternal gospel. That was the, the, from the lesson from Revelation. The eternal gospel. You know, they were trusting in this message 500 years ago. They were trusting in this message 1,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago. You can argue this was what they trusted in throughout the Old Testament. A lot of things are going to change as we move into the future, but this won't. He was the one in whom there is life and salvation. He will be the one. You know, who knows what, what changes will come for the, the kids and the grandkids and the great-grandkids and the great-great-grandkids and, and the great-great-great-grandkids. What are they going to be doing 150, 250, if, if God tarries 500 years from now? What will life be like? Who knows? But we do know this. They'll still be teaching about Jesus. He is the eternal gospel. That's the message of the church. That's our hope and our life. The Word is ultimately Jesus. You know, we have, uh, Tom has a number of our high school students reading through the Bible this year as part of a district-wide campaign. Uh, it's called the Reformation Reading Plan, and we want to see how many high school students we can get to read through the Bible this next year. But it's not about the data, the information of the Scriptures, not the details of the Scripture. The whole point of being in the Word is to be in relationship with Jesus. It's not just the message, the story, but the person, the reality. Jesus invites us today to abide in Him. And He says when we do that, that's when we'll have the truth. He says, if you abide in My Word, you are truly My disciples, you'll know the truth. The Gospel message is truth. Uh, we can say that the Gospel message has accuracy about it. This is not going to change. They're not going to discover something 500 years from now that's going to change this. You know, you hear about how uh, uh, scientific truths change, historical truths change. Do you know that's not true? Uh, any new truth, we'd say, is like a new used car. Someone says, yeah, I got a new used car. It's new to me. That's what, that's what new truth is. It, it's truth that always was. We just didn't know about it. We hadn't discovered it yet. There's nothing going to be, uh, there'll be nothing that will happen that will make us think that the Bible is inaccurate. Jesus rose from the dead. Over 500 people saw him raised from the dead. We don't need to be afraid about some kind of historical or, or scientific inquiry uh, doing away with this. So that we know that the, the word, this truth, is trustworthy. We can stake our life on this. Uh, imagine some of the young people going to college today and they're studying stuff today and in 10 years the technology is going to change and they're going to be outmoded. And they're going to say, well, you know, I, I was trusting in that and it didn't work out. That's not how it is with the truth of Jesus Christ. We can trust it. Uh, the accuracy gives us some trustworthiness and it enables us to have a buildability. You know, like a, a foundation, you have a foundation and you say that the foundation is true. 
it's straight so that you can build on that foundation and then no matter what, what wins, no matter what changes, no matter what blows against the house, you know that the house is going to stand. The truth of Jesus Christ is going to stand and enable you to build a life that stands no matter what wins, no matter what changes, no matter what pounds against your life. And in that and because of that, Jesus says you're free. If you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Nailed in place, nailed in your confidence in Jesus Christ, you're free from fear. I know some of you are stirred up about elections. I know some of you are stirred up still about economic situations. Uh, maybe medical insurance situations. I know some of you are stirred up with, with family situations. Jesus sets us free from fear. He is with us. He is for us. He's going to work all things together for our good. We're set free also from self-justification. Don't you get tired of trying to prove yourself? justify your existence, especially with the change. Don't you worry about becoming a, a fuddy-duddy, you know, old-fashioned, and, and you think, well, life has gone on, and it's left me behind, and now my life doesn't even matter. I have to somehow justify my existence. No, you have been loved by God, and no matter whatever changes come, you are His. You're set free from trying to justify your existence. You're also set free from self-deception. One of the biggest problems in, in human existence, especially for Christians, is that we continue to deceive ourselves. We have some lie within, some falsehood within, and we think we're hiding it from everybody else, but the only one we're hiding it from is ourselves. And, and it's self-deception. And we say, well, I can't own up to that. I can't admit that. That would call for too many changes. Because of Jesus Christ and His love, we're set free from self-deception. We can confess our sin before Him, and He promises to cleanse us and change us. We're set free. And in that freedom, we are set free for joy. You and I don't have to have fear, anxiety, worry about what's going on in the world, what's going to happen to us. Not that there won't be things we'll experience, but that through it all, God is with us and for us works it all for our good, has a home stored up for us in heaven, and showers us with His presence now. Here's the thing this morning. I want you to be nailed in place in Jesus Christ. For whatever other changes come your way, have your confidence in Him, His Word, His message, His truth, and His freedom. And it is when you and I are nailed in place in the gospel and are together in the gospel that together as the church will bring the change to our world and our communities that's so badly needed. The church will change the world when it doesn't. You know, when, when the church stays fixed, we don't want to chase fads. We don't want to chase around new things in the church. We want to stick with the gospel of Jesus Christ and proclaim it and share it and tell it that more people will be saved. The church changes the world when it doesn't change. Now, that doesn't mean we're a stick in the mud, and that doesn't mean we should be stuck in the past. But it does mean, among all things, 
that we individually and corporately yesterday, today, and always are fixed fast on Jesus. That changes everything. Amen.